You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 359 of Podcateers. This week, I try to pivot my recent Animal Crossing addiction into a new idea, which I think would be very popular. Disneyland reopens, and we talk about some of the posts that we saw throughout the week, including some of the attraction upgrades. Adidas and Marvel collab on a new Iron Man-inspired sneaker, and we talk about Marvel's Phase 4 teaser celebrating the movies. You can find some of the videos that we talk about in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 359. We also include a video that the folks over at Theme Park Insider posted of the reopening day celebration on Main Street USA in Town Square. Remember that if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share about anything that we talk about, please join us over on our Discord server. We'd love for you to join the community. You can find an invite link in the blog post for this episode if you're interested. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Podcateers. Steamboat Willie is currently holding more auctions to help support the Children's Hospital of Orange County. Please check out our Instagram for auction dates, times, and items being auctioned off. For more information on our charity team, we invite you to check out TeamboatWillie.com for more info. That link, again, is super easy to remember because it's just like Steamboat Willie, but without the S. Before we jump into the episode, I want to take a quick moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, aka our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content, access to our monthly happy hour calls, random giveaways, and all sorts of good stuff. But if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the members of the FGP Squad for their continued support. Uh, okay, it's time for us to get this thing started. We're super excited that the parks are finally open. Uh, now we just need to wait out our time so that we can go. So uh, if you were there or if you had any experience with it uh, or if you want to share your thoughts watching it, please share them with us. Connect with us. We'd love to hear how you felt about it. So thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. We appreciate you listening. This is episode 359 of Podcateers. Okay, so I look, I'm gonna possibly bore some of you for the next two minutes or so, but stay with me because I believe that the payoff for what I'm about to talk to you about is well worth it. And okay. um, I, at least that's what I'm hoping by what's in my head right now. But y'all know that I recently got a Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. that I've spent way too many hours than I care to admit to playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. Because... yeah. Uh, I think I I don't know if I explained it on the podcast. Definitely did it on the Discord server, but I I was telling people that it basically gave me a sense of taking control again. It, it, I know that sounds weird, but having that little dude run around the island with no mask on, carefree, and just doing whatever the heck he wanted, just felt good inside. It was it was love. It felt nice. <laughs> it gave me the tingles, right? Plus, you go cruising into the water at night and you just kind of chill there with the water sounds and that nice, serene music. And, yo, it was it, it was amazing. Okay? It was awesome. So You're selling me. Okay? So <laughs> I am, I'm loving this game. I'm loving this game. Now, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, ah, it's a little kid's game. Are you a six-year-old? No, I'm not. But, damn it, it's fun. Now, here's the thing. Uh, like many games, it does have a story mode. And the story mode is that you're trying to get this dog artist named K.K. Slider to perform on your island. So you have to do all these tasks to get your star rating up to a three star out of five island. And if you have people move in, it means that your island is popular enough for people to be there. And if you meet certain criteria, boom, the guy plays a concert. Game is over. Roll credits. 
Well, yesterday, my credits rolled. I finished the game. Nice. At least in the story mode sense. Congratulations. Now, Sweet. Thanks. Now, now, what comes with finishing the game is this thing called terraforming, which allows you to destroy and build your island in any way you want to. You can build up mountains, build waterfalls, build anything you want. Well, it's limited, but pretty much anything you want. Now, as I played this game, one of the things that allows you to do is take skins that people create, like different outfits, like different, mm-hmm. uh, like different items that you play in the game. So I did what most Disney fans that are playing Animal Crossing did, and I searched for Disney as a search term <laughs> in, the, in the custom <laughs> designs, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I went and I found this awesome shirt that looks like the black and gray version with the arc reactor that Tony Stark wears. And that's basically like my go-to shirt. That's what I'm dressed as, <laughs> black pants, arc reactor. And I found some black glasses that look bl- with a hint of blue. So it looks like Edith. And that's how I basically roll around my island. But then this last week, I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to find something else. If I'm going to play this game online, maybe I can find something that will pay homage to Disneyland. And I found an outfit that looks like the plaids from Main Street, right? So I downloaded the little plaid shirt. It's got his little name tag and a little D on the side. It's so amazing. Like, I love it. That's the closest I'm coming to being a cast member anytime soon. Okay? (laughs) So now I'm terraforming my island. And I'm, I'm not terraforming yet because... Uh, I wanted to take a quick video of what the island looks like as I finished the game. I spent the last week moving houses around to kind of create like a community and everything. And then it hit me right before I started terraforming. Disney needs to get in on this action. We need Animal Crossing New Horizons Epcot Edition. Okay, because wasn't Epcot supposed to be the society like a community of the future? If you were Mm -hmm. building this community from scratch, I mean, I don't even care if you call it Celebration Florida Animal Crossing. (laughs) Call it whatever you want. (laughs) But give me a Disney twist. And instead of all these animals that come with Animal Crossing, give me all the Disney characters that get to move into my island. And you build a community with these characters. Huh? Huh? It's money on the table. I'm thinking they're listening. You just put it out there. <laughs> I mean, I hope they are. Like, I don't even want money for this one. Like, no, and actually, they're going to make a lot of money. I want money for yeah. this one. Just make the checkout. You know where to send the money to. That Field or boxes passes. on the website. But come on. Like, Animal Crossing Epcot Edition, that would be dope, yo. Mm-hmm. This actually feeds. <laughs> Sorry, this is the only thing I could think of. Armchair, armchair imagineering how you just demolish the land and you just put stuff on top. It is perfect. This this is perfect. <laughs> right? This is yeah. So Call it I mean, armchair imagineering. <laughs> I mean, it do, they there are inklings of the game in it, right? Like the other mm-hmm. day, like in the shop, they had a dress called the adventure dress, which has a very striking resemblance to Alice's dress from Alice in Wonderland. You know, and there's like the fairy tale dress, which looks very much like Belle or Aurora's dress in yellow or pink. Uh, or there's the fairy, you know, dress uh, that looks like Tinkerbell. There's the, what do they call it? They don't call it Prince, um, but it looks like Prince Charming's outfit. Like these are all things that are available in game. So why not take it that extra step? Just get an IP and I don't know. I I know that Disney and Nintendo don't have this, like, great relationship. Like, we've seen that with Kingdom Hearts, especially as we've we've lobbied to get Sora into Smash. But, I mean, come on. If ever there was somebody that can bring them together, unite them as one, and create a game, it is me. Put me in charge of it. Make me the project manager, and I'll make this game happen for you. I know I don't work for you, but I will gladly take this on as a contractor. Let's make this happen. Here, here. (laughs) (laughs) That was good, though. That was good. It's a quick pitch. It's a quick pitch. I don't know. I know Mel's definitely playing Animal Crossing. Andrew and Larry, you guys haven't gone to the dark side yet, have you? I don't have a Switch. I don't have the newest console I have is a 360, so uh, I'm a little in the dark ages. (laughs) I was there for a long time. 
I was there for a long time. I had a PS3 that was on its last leg, and this was uh, our way of splurging a little bit recently. So I, I was happy with it. It is. Uh, I don't even know if it's money. I think for me, it's just the time. Like I, I know me, and if I get invested, I know I used to game. You talk about Dark Ages, but it was like Xbox, PS3, PS4 times. Yeah, kids, those old games. <laughs> now it sounds crazy to say that, but. I know if I get the Switch, I see what people are doing. I see how my nieces and nephews play, and I'm like, dude, it is on another level. It's like it would open up another door like you're talking about right now, that game alone. And no, it's not. It's just a concept. But I could see how, I don't know, about 40% of my free time <laughs> would be consumed by a Switch and that game alone, I think. That's what me – I mean, not to say I have a lot of money, but like you're saying – First, you make the commitment of money, which I think my mind, it's such a cool thing, value-wise, what you get out of a Switch. But the time for me, I'm like, dude. Uh, but the reward factor, which you're talking about, like what you said, you felt good and all that stuff, it's, it's a weird feeling, but it does give you that like hype vibe. And I can't imagine playing something that's like, that would be Disney Incorporated. Oh, well, sell here's me. the thing. We, <laughs> we are very similar, sir. I'm the same way. I get... Uh, for for lack of a better term, I get very easily addicted to things that I like instantly. And I, the reason I said I've played way more hours than I'm comfortable admitting to <laughs> is because the first week, I kid you not, I this was a conversation I had with Mel that I kid you not, the first week and a half that I had it, I basically slept about an hour and a half each night because after work, I would if I wasn't editing, I was playing freaking Animal Crossing. Wow. <laughs> I, I cannot, like, I've probably invested. I've only had it for, what, a month? It, has it even yeah. been a month yet? I don't even think I've had it a whole month yet. No, not, no, but not a full month. I've probably so. invested the same amount that people play this game in, like, six months already. It's bad. <laughs> With that, once again, Disney, another sell pitch for a guy over here, Hayes, and he only needs an hour of sleep if he's hooked on the game. Just, it's Which out there. means it's only an hour of sleep that I'll get while I'm working on your game, Disney. Put me on this project. We'll make it happen. Cha-ching. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, it's been a, a, a bittersweet week, I have to admit. Uh, I'm not going to candy coat that. It's been a bittersweet week for me because, uh, you know, the park is opening. That's the sweet part of it. Bitter part yeah. of it is I can't be there yet. Uh, I I want to be there with all my heart and soul, and I just can't. Uh, I'm counting down the days to till I finally can be. But, uh, you know, watching the videos of when they first opened the gates – Mickey was there, you know, Ken Potrock was there. People were coming down Main Street for the first time after 412 days. You know, Josh was there. The Bobs were there. All the cast members lined up as people are walking down Main Street. It was an emotional moment. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It was it was hard to watch because I I can feel the excitement and I could feel how people were getting choked up walking down Main Street. What about you guys? Yeah, same. Pretty much that. And I think it was just it was just even more emotional because you know, the gates haven't been closed for so long. So this is kind of like it, it was kind of oh, how do I say this? <laughs> I don't want to say it's it is, but it it kind of felt like it was opening day in 1955. Like, everybody mm. knew it was going to open. Everybody was excited. We got to see it on TV. And then the moment happened when we see the gates open. I mean, it hit because we know of that, that history. And it just, it, it just sinks really deep inside. So, yeah. It was the really ladies' cool. heels were sinking into the cement and yeah, the toilets were overflowing <laughs> and there was no drinking fountains and... Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Same. That thing happened in 2021, right? I'm sure. <laughs> but I thought it was so cool that um, that all the you know 
Josh tomorrow and the Bobs and Ken Potrock and everybody's there and taking pictures with people and saying hi and talking and all that stuff is fantastic for them all to be there. I thought that was great. You know, it's funny, uh, both for you talk about, um, I have, you know, coworkers beyond Disney, like working for a school here in Southern California and if they know how incorporated in Disney and what Melissa brings up is that they're not heavy Disney fans like we are, but they all had the same thing. The same thing about to say, Hey, today's opening day. Like everybody kind of knew it's like baseball. Don't get me started, but it's <laughs> different. It's Disney. So there's like way more people that are invested in this opening day again. And it's funny cause it bring back emotions for one of my older coworkers, colleagues I work with. He, he's the director of our department. He was a child that went to the original Disneyland opening, like oh, the original. Wow. He wow. Was there. So that he, that story he bring up with us that day when we were bring up those stories about when he went, when he was younger and it, it was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, just to hear those stories like re like reconnect again. And then it kind of brings back the whole lore. I then, you know, we, we, as friends co-working, we watched a couple like, social media clips or what we could and it did make me realize one thing for sure whenever i do go back you know when i do go back i am don't think i'm going to record anything when i first walk in not because it's because i want to soak that in that first walk in so like as seeing it through everyone else's eyes now seeing it there i'm like wow i don't want to take that for granted at that moment at least for that time so that's going to be really exciting and second I just like the joy it brings again. A crazy thing, like you know, Andrew's making jokes over here. It wasn't like these things. Well, maybe there was social marker lines that weren't in the right places, or <laughs> maybe there was things like that we didn't know about. Food, you know, hold up. But for all we see, it just looked like a magical, magical experience, and that vibe is back. It's weird. It, it was even just going through your timelines or social media. It felt a little bit like a little bit more happier, which is a weird thing to think. But yeah, mm-hmm. they just seem park stuff felt good again mm-hmm. yeah yeah i have to completely agree it's uh that that exact same thing you're talking about seeing park stuff that was live again was an absolute magical experience and mel you brought up a great parallel about the opening day <clears throat> and i can't imagine listening to your co-worker stories larry about when he was there you know the first time and ah, uh, i just <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it it did have that vibe of opening day, and I'm happy that it did. But uh, again, I I don't want to be there. I have freaking FOMO. I'm very realistic, or at least I try to be realistic now about, you know, certain things. And I know certain things can happen at certain times. I get it, right? But at the same time, damn it, I got FOMO. I want to be there. I want a churro. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Birthday cake one they have now. Oh, yeah. I don't care. I want a regular churro and I want a chimichanga and yeah. <laughs> I want some and plaza in chicken, a mint julep, and uh and an orange dole whip. We are so sorry not... you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, I know the orange dole whip isn't what normal like people normally go for but man that is my favorite i haven't flavor. gotten to try one yet so Ooh. i'm yeah <laughs> i'm Aww. so sorry i mean i had so i've had the citrus swirl in walt disney world but i don't know yeah. how it compares to what's at tropical hideaway yeah i i can't compare it because i've never been to disney world yeah. but i could tell you uh it's delicious i'll get it i'll get it next time i swear i don't think there's <laughs> any other way to put it but it's well, I mean, I can. I can add an expletive to that and then say it's that word delicious <laughs> to really punctuate it. But, I mean, my wife had yeah. the raspberry one that they had, and mm-hmm. she really enjoyed mm-hmm. that one. I had it, and I was like, eh, it's raspberry. But I'm all about the orange-flavored stuff. And Who uh, loves orange soda? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, if you had an opportunity to be at the opening of the parks uh, or the reopening of the parks, let us know. Join the conversation over on Discord. Leave a comment over on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to know your thoughts. And if you weren't there, we'd love to know how you felt watching all of this unfold. Uh, We have an idea of some of the FGP squad members 
uh, FGP Squad member Albert was there as we're recording this episode. He was at mm-hmm. Disneyland. I think it's closed now. I think the current hours are 9 to 6 or 10 to 6 or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is. but Or Might 8 to 6 is what it is. Seven. I think like, yeah, 7 maybe. And they could shot seven? I think that's yeah. what I heard. Okay, okay. So they're, they're, they were on compressed hours uh, because they didn't want to have to deal with people at night and everything. They didn't want to deal with me setting up a tripod trying to get pictures of the castle at night. But oh, wow. Yep. They don't have to because I'm not there. Don't worry, guys. Not yet. Just give <laughs> it some time. I'll be there soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us know how you felt. Uh, definitely an emotional week. Uh, Disneyland hasn't really ever closed except twice in the entire span of time that Disneyland's been open. The first time was... During September 11, that was one of the... No, wait. No, the yep. first time was when no. Kennedy was assassinated. And then the second time was September 11th. Uh, those are the only times in history that Disneyland closed up until now. But now in the history books, we hold the record. It's not a great record. <laughs> this is our hold. time down here. I love That's how you right. that to like, yeah, we own the record again. Yeah. It's not a great record to have, but damn it, we own it. Yeah, gotta own it on this side of Disneyland. I mean, in the just to harp in on it, like I was talking about social media, if anything, you guys out there, if you realize the small touches that Disney has did not, let alone the ride upgrades, like we're hearing about Snow White, but all the rides we're seeing a little bit on social media the lighting's a little different on things upgraded i mean mm-hmm. this is magic we didn't even know about yeah that's a great transition let's talk a little bit about what we've seen so far because uh what's been one of the ones that stood out to you the most larry for me was the indiana jones ride uh this was always it's a dark ride yeah right? you come through <laughs> it you don't You've seen things so many times, at least for me, where you kind of got used to this like darker feel of it. But it's it's a cave, you know. It's it's a temple. It should feel kind of like that. But boy, oh boy, I saw a clip online. Thanks to you guys sharing in our group text chatting. I had nothing yet at that point because I was just watching people's reactions on Main Street, and then all of a sudden I see this. I mean, you're seeing lighting right off for what our point of view is when you get on that bridge. And then you turn over and then you see, you know, the eyes of the idol. And then you just see it like lit up with this projection lighting, these slight color changes. But then you turn to your right and you could see how they're projecting lighting off the back walls too, where you saw some of the mosaic cutouts and the color combinations they're using. You wouldn't think initially like, oh, that's kind of weird. No way. It looks way more like, I don't know, methodical and cool like a temple would look like if you snuck in almost that aladdin feel i guess when like the gold glow sort of thing yeah so i was like this is ridiculous and then i know andrew i don't know if you've heard their saw but i know roger rabbit got a couple of upgrades oh, too. i haven't lighting. seen i haven't seen i'm oh, gonna wow. have to take check it out yeah i did notice that stuff on mara right on the bridge it's mm-hmm. a it's a from what i can tell it's a projection but it's a very it's a very well done projection that it's it's not okay we're animating Mara it's just for texture it's just right. for color it's just for you know accentuating the the curves and everything that's already there and because lighting that big face i guess is uh, <laughs> i mean if you kind of look around if you take you know notice of everything around you can really only light from really high up above or like under the bridge because right below is the lava pit. It's the lava pit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you can't really have any lights there. So the, you can't really get some of those good angles and getting some good shadows and colors. So using projection in that way is something really cool. And it's, I, I was blown away. It's a great effect. And then it does look like everything got, uh, from what I can tell an led upgrade, um for most of it you can tell colors are a lot more vibrant haunted mansion that was a, another one that i saw that the the ghosts are much more vibrant in their color um they're not as washed out but it's also i saw another one where it's more spooky looking it's not as mm-hmm. not as mm-hmm. bright but the color's brighter and you can mm-hmm. it's like you can see everything but it's more ambiance at the same time which was very cool in the graveyard scenes I haven't even seen these, so this was exciting. (laughs) I think Larry knows a little bit about this. And and Andrew, if you 
you know, you film your the stage productions that you're involved with. ISO has a lot to do with what you capture, whether it's a photo or whether it's uh, on video, mm-hmm. right? And some of the new cameras that are out, you can jack up the ISO so high and get a beautiful picture coming out of that camera because the sensors, especially on mirrorless cameras, are designed to capture that way, right? So you can still right. get the richness and color without all of the noise. I'm still living in the dark ages with a pretty old DSLR, so... I can't get that type of richness in my videos or pictures, which is why I have to crank up the ISO on on my camera in order to get some of the shots that I do, especially in the mansion. But what really distinguished these to me was the fact that they weren't noisy. You know, the Mm -hmm. black maintained a lot of the blackness. They weren't noisy. The colors were vibrant. Uh, It was doing a really good job of keeping an even lighting flow, especially on indie. When they got to that bridge, like you were talking about, man, it was gorgeous. Talk about taking the technology that you use for things like uh, Mickey's Mixed Magic or the projections on the castle, the projections on Matterhorn, and applying it to your attractions in a way that just punctuates the experience more than they ever have other than when the the doors still kind of did what they did when you were entering and all that (laughs) when they added the mapping to that section of the attraction i thought i was blown away i was like damn it can't get any better than this but now seeing this whoo it looks like they are really taking a lot of the new tech and just bringing it to more attractions uh i you know oh this last year as much as a curse as it was not having the parks, it really did allow Imagineering to do a lot of the things that they wanted to do that they couldn't because the parks are always so saturated with people. I, I mean, That's look at what point. they did even with King Arthur's Carousel. It's so yeah. vibrant yes. and gorgeous Beautiful. Looking. That's one of the things I'm looking forward to the most. Seeing Indiana Jones, seeing the mansion in person, seeing what they're bringing to Avengers Campus, seeing the new uh, Snow White's Enchanted Tale, you know, in person, because I've seen video of it and I've seen what it looks like. But again, the camera will compensate a little bit for you and make it a little bit nicer. But it's not till I see them with these peepas that I'm really going (laughs) to really be able to soak it in. There's some Mm -hmm. great, great lighting effects in that Snow White Enchanted Wish. It's fantastic the new stuff they added at the end there's some really cool stuff i don't want to spoil it for everybody but some really cool twinkling and different things i'll spoil it okay spoil it it follows the story <laughs> there you go that's all i'm gonna say it follows the it story. does follow the story but there's some cool lights at the end be on the look you can't miss them you know it's funny the only thing i feel that they could have done I mean, there's plenty that they could have done to Snow White, right? But I think one of the biggest upgrades that would never really happen because it's such a small attraction was making it trackless. You know, installing some (laughs) huge magnets in there and you're no longer... It would have been awesome. Never going to happen, but... Never say never. All right, that's a good point. And it kind of... I think the, you know, Disney fans of old, I don't know if they want that to go trackless. I know for us, we're like, innovate make it always continue that was kind of the idea wall right right but for it to keep it in its original we just talked about a second ago you know the, the carousel you know those things uh we want still the pain the homage to what it was and so where do you find that groove i but trackless sounds cool because it's so it's such a smooth ride i mean that's the thing it really does take you into a different experience of feeling that um, it just makes you wonder, though, what they got up their sleeve. I mean, everyone's obviously the, the TikTok video. Everyone's talking about what they got up their sleeve for another ride that's going to have a lot of color. <laughs> I think that kind of went viral. <laughs> Let's talk about that video, Mel, because you sent that to us in our text chain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where do I start with this? Um, so, okay. So imagine you're walking into Toontown. If you remember the Disney wall where it had Mickey and Minnie in Toontown in the back, um, if you just look up, you just got to look up and you just see like a building. But the best part is the banners because the banners are saying, oh, what did they say? Pretty much along the lines of like 
you didn't like this is a big building yes it is a big building and kind of making it like the obvious like it is there because it is there but it's so cheeky it's clever and it's like man instead of having to try to hide it it's like it's right there and Disney's like yeah it's right there see it in his glory it's <laughs> <laughs> so it's really really good and kudos because yeah. that yeah yeah kudos turning into like a social you mm-hmm. know thing that blows up on tiktok i am i'm gonna put right. it right here i'm not a tiktok user or either in person because once again this falls into that whole line of time <laughs> yeah. i know if i got on tiktok i would probably lose a lot of my life time because i'm all about <laughs> comedy videos <laughs> mm-hmm. so when i saw this i had a background knowing because my nephews and nieces reference that original tiktok that they use the sound bite from uh you know they're gonna notice it they're gonna notice it and i was always like why do they keep making this reference to that and then seeing it now with this you know large vacate of a building it's yeah. it was pretty clever well done to you knew everybody was going to call it out so how do you yeah. flip the coin before one of the very few chances they get a they get a a foot ahead of it yeah before yeah. they can say anything and they turned right. it into a really good joke i it it was good i saw so many videos of people doing the same <laughs> thing it was pretty funny yeah i had to bring up the video because i couldn't remember what it was either mel but it the the sign has mickey and minnie with construction hats on and it says yeah. what big building there's no big <laughs> building here <laughs> And then the the sound, Larry, that you're referencing is a really popular TikTok sound where they're saying, who's going to know? No one's going to know. Who's going to (laughs) know? But it's funny that they decided to recreate the sound so that they could own it because they didn't want somebody else getting the revenue Mm -hmm. from it. You nailed it. smart. But you missed missed the best part. (laughs) At the bottom of the sign, it says, paid for by the Toontown Department of Implausible Deniability. I missed that. Oh, I didn't see that part. I didn't either. That's like stealing (laughs) it. And Mickey and Minnie are giving like the biggest wink like possible. (laughs) (laughs) That is so... Mickey Mouse, I, you can't yeah. ask for anything more, right? Like you said, the tongue-in-cheekness of the original Mickey shorts, I think they've integrated really well in the new ones, but obviously it's updated Mickey that's in these. So love it. Uh, I think they've done this one other time. I don't remember if it was on Pixar Pier or if it was somewhere at Walt Disney World where they caught something that just didn't look quite right or there was like a typo and they instantly caught it and they made fun of themselves and they were like oh uh, i know what you're talking on. about it was the it was a hotel in Walt Disney World i believe it was called the i'm going to screw this up cuz i don't know it it's like the the Kreischer slide or yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. and they flipped the i and the e yes um I, I can't, oh. I know I'm pronouncing that name wrong, but it was a slide. It was a, originally a big, scary clown, and you no. slid out the mouth. <laughs> oh, wow. And then they wow. refamed it to the Mickey shorts, and it's like a kind of like a war, roller coaster style slide thing. They just put a new screen on it. But yeah, they flipped it, and I think it was, uh, oh, one of the Imagineers posted on there. Uh, Zach Ridley, I think, posted it yeah. on his thing, making fun of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That was a really great way to get ahead of it too, because you know everybody makes mistakes, right? And yeah. if you can laugh at your mistakes, learn from it, and move on, then awesome. And I think that's exactly what they were doing. But calling this one out, one of the best touches to to really spruce up Toontown, because you can't hide a building, right? Yeah. Unless you're making <laughs> a Gravity Falls weird elevator thing that goes into the ground versus up. Oh, that's boy. a different story. <laughs> but that's a story oh, for another day, obviously. But what if something at Avengers Campus did that? Oh, dude! Wow. <laughs> dude. You just I'm said in. some magical words. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Um, you know, it's a great time to transition over to talk about some Marvel stuff because we got a uh, Phase Four, you know, preview. Uh, but before we jump into that, a uh, couple things. I want to remind you that this episode of Pocketeers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad. The FGP Squad uh, stands for Fairy Godparents. FGP Squad is what they have decided to call themselves. And it is their contributions via Patreon that help make these episodes of Pocketeers possible. Being a part of the FGP Squad family also gets you a ton of other perks. Like you get access to our monthly happy hour calls where we just hang out. Uh, we play games, we do all sorts of stuff, and just 
you know, just spend some time together virtually. Discounts on Podcateers gear. You qualify for giveaways and all sorts of stuff. Uh, so if you're interested and would like more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad, head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. FGP. Uh, now, before we get into this, uh, I have to say, Larry, this link that you sent me for these new Adidas, oh. <laughs> I'm kind of angry that they are now sold out. Would you like to describe these shoes to our listeners, please? Yeah. Well, Tazen, what? First off, there's three versions of them. So the I white know. ones were the coveted ones. Were the ones? Are they all sold out now? All I of them are sold that. out right now. Oh. oh okay, I was folks. willing to get all three versions of them. I'm willing to the- go into debt for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're right. I'm sorry. Oh, you're right. It's available? only the white ones that are sold out. You're right. Which were my favorite. Coat. There's hope. There's still hope, uh, folks. So we're, okay. we're about to let you. We're about to let. Hazen's going to purchase as we're here live. We're doing right? play by play. He's and pressed purchased. submit in the cart. No, <laughs> Carlina, he's going to break it up in four so we can afford it. But <laughs> uh, the, um, the these shoes through Adidas now. Uh, New Balance had a long contract going with Disney, but then they switched to Adidas. But recently this has happened like 2017 they've been sticking to like kids line shoes so every time there was adidas release with disney it was a lot of kid size youth i don't know what prompted it i'm guessing with maybe avengers camp is opening maybe marvel's moving forward but they said they're going to release a set of marvel shoes which they've done in the past they've had hulk shoes but these were years ago when we were in the avengers series movies and the ones they released, though, make me think of Avengers Campus because they're specifically designed to inspiration from Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And the coolness of this shoe, the white one, they have these like sleek white lines that kind of cut through the shoe, which reminds me of the I don't know if you guys have seen the new doors like in the, you know, the the fighter out there. Their color the combinations jet. are white, blue. Yeah. Quinjet. And then on the shoe has the the classic adidas three lines but they accent it with these like cool i don't know how you would say but they're like like a, almost like if you're like a, a ribbon or i don't know if that's like a ribbon but it's like this nice tubing very thin throughout the shoe and then on the back it's got this clear if you get the white version it's a clear and white like sole outer sole look and then on top they have these cool lacings now here's the kickoff though on the side of the shoe it says stark industries and it has the logo which is so cool immediately because there's not very oh i remember going to hot topic a long time ago and my wife bought me a stark industry sir right when i saw it. i was like oh man i gotta get that it's always like this thing which i'm thinking disney is gonna have to have some stark industries things because when i used to wear that shirt in the park people would always ask me where'd you get that shirt Where'd you get that shirt? And I was like, oh, I got this from a store. I got this from a Hot Topic. Or it might have been Box Lunch, excuse me. And this shoe, though, the kickoff point, to make it just that last Iron Man, like Stark Industries, it's got to have something cool. It glows in the dark. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, it's not just like a little like, oh, it's going to glow. Like it's it glows on the, the ribbing, that tubing I'm talking about. So like accents the shoe at night. And then the bottom sole they have three different versions. The white ones glow in blue. The black ones glow in red. And then they have a green version uh, with the neon green, kind of a cool, I would say, like sporty look, which glows green on the outer sole. So it is really cool. They're, they're pushing back a little bit, 150 bucks. But the white ones were the glue glowed blue. Those were the popular ones because I'm guessing, you know, everyone's trying to get that blue. Yeah. That goes, you know, the Iron Man yeah. blue, basically. But yeah, I should I sent that to Hazen <laughs> immediately because I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. About a month ago, uh, I got a link from our pal VJ that Adidas was also releasing uh, like an eco-friendly shoe. Like they were taking uh, th- the article was called "The Next Chapter of Stan Smith Forever with Disney," and they ended up releasing. Uh, a set of seven pairs of sneakers that have Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., but they're all made from sustainable products, which I thought was a really cool way 
to I think it was right before Earth Day, if I remember correctly. I don't remember all of the details, but they had some really great designs in that one as well. It was the classic Adidas shoe that you're used to seeing. And I saw some of those and like the Toy Story ones, I almost instantly wanted to jump on because they had one with the aliens and I thought that was super cool. Um, so I didn't know that they had uh, terminated their contract with New Balance. I thought this was just a, a new cool thing that they were doing. But I assume that we're going to be seeing a lot more of these types of collabs from them if that's the case. The the first, It's so funny because I didn't think stark industries when i first saw it glow i thought tron because it glowed <laughs> yeah. in blue but right. you know anytime that i've seen these collaborations before they always try to emulate the colors right they try to like make it look as close to the character as possible but it's almost what i appreciate the most about these in particular that it doesn't look like the character that it looks more like an homage to the character versus exactly. trying to recreate them and man, I, uh, they're 150 bucks, man. That's a nice chunk of change to get all three versions of them. You could split it up in Carolina. I, that's not an ad, folks. <laughs> After pay, <laughs> one of those. I know. I, I haven't pulled the trigger, I, and I'm exactly right. 150 dollars is a lot for shoes, but for a shoe like collector of anything Disney, think about anything you've bought Disney. At least this will be on your shoe on your foot, right? If you're not just gonna yeah. put it in a shelf, like we buy things. For $100 that we're never going to wear, <laughs> we just will look at them. At least you'll get to wear these. And I think you're right on the money, too. Like, it's an inspiration. I think of when I see this shoe, like, someone that worked for Stark Industries would have that shoe. Like, they'd be walking yeah. around. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's 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 the shoe they got through the company. But it's like having a Nike shoe, right? Through it's the, the gift Stark from shoe from the gift shop at right. Stark Industries. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> With their employee 25% discount. I should get a 25% discount. Larry, we should get a 25% discount for talking about it. Adidas, hook We're us up. kicking it out. Send me, yeah, send me a pair of ones that I could trial out for you, and I'll let you know how comfortable they are as I walk around Avengers Campus in a few months. Size 11, send them over. I'll tell you exactly what it's like. <laughs> Exactly. They got Star Wars too. I'll walk around uh, <laughs> Galaxy's Edge with the Star We're Wars versions. people. So. We'll do this for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny that you sent this to me because this last week I spent a good amount of time trying to figure out how to make it so that when I turn on my car, Jarvis initializes and says, welcome to your car, sir. Uh, no way. So, for real. You know, there's that. Oh, yeah, no, for real. I'll send you a video. Oh, I'm, I'm dying already. <laughs> I'll send you a video. <laughs> when we I'm can finally all starts. get together, <laughs> I will kidding. pick you up and you will see it happen live as well. <laughs> well, if you got the voice... You know, if you got the Jarvis voice, I think I might just cry in your car then. It just. Oh, I don't care. Tissues. I'll have tissues ready for you, bro. I, okay. I got you covered, just man. Crying. You go on this. Which brings us to the phase four announcement for Marvel. Uh, there was a video put out earlier today, I think, is when it was released, right, Mel? You sent us the link. I think mm -hmm. it was today. Yeah. Clutch. Talk yeah. about the feels. Marvel hit us hard. Starting off on the video, not with the scene. Well, Andrew, can you please say what you said? Because, yes, I think you were right on the money with how you described the opening music of that <laughs> I, video. I, I clicked the video, and it's, you know, playing, I, I think, as dark or black or something. And it's just this low tone. Just, ooh, I was like. She sent me a phantasmic video on accident, <laughs> and then it. I was just waiting for you know your friend and host Mickey Mouse. <laughs> but I always have phantasmic on the brain, so that's that's okay. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> it, it was a great comparison because I did get that phantasmic feel to it, but the main difference obviously was that they kicked you right in the feels from the beginning with Stan Lee narrating the video. Awesome. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Stan Lee coming out strong, talking about community and family and friendship and being together. And it was, I'll tell you what I feel about the entire video at the end of it. But we did get finally a sneak peek for Eternals, Black Widow, what uh, Fantastic Four, what else did we get? 
Shang-Chi or uh, what's the um yeah, you got it. I think it's yeah, Shang Chi and the, the Four and the Legend of the Ten, Ten Rings. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Some kind of number yeah. rings. <laughs> so uh, yes. a preview for Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, but we finally got an official title for a couple of these movies. One of them was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is the official title. Black Panther Two, officially titled Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah. One of the most iconic <laughs> lines in the film. Uh, not only in that one, but in Endgame, they pulled the heartstrings by showing some footage of people in the theater during the portal scene of Endgame. I damn near lost it. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to believe that several years after this happened in the theater, I got the same emotions running through me feeling the energy that those people were feeling. And I know I feel it here at home when I watch it, but seeing that clip, I think it was, I think it was an elevated uh, feeling because not only did it remind me how I felt watching that scene begin to culminate the MCU, but it was a moment in time when we were all still together. And we didn't have to worry about everything else else in the world. And I think that's what Stan Lee was trying to evade to when they used him, you know, to talk about the film or the films that were coming and, you know, the last several phases of the MCU. I'm not going to lie. I cried a little bit. <laughs> you sound like you're getting worked up just talking about it. I need somebody else to talk right now. It's basically... Put it this way, if you were in that movie theater watching that movie that day or that weekend, those feelings are still super strong. And I felt them too. Like, I'm watching it and I was just like, oh man, just the, just the smile was happening. And I remember, like, that footage, that was everywhere. Because who didn't cheer? Who didn't cheer the moment that we saw the portals open up? Oh man, here I am. Okay, <laughs> it's a good movie. That's how I'm like I'm like how you get pumped. I do too, cause it's just it just brought back all those feels and stuff, and it was just such good memories. So it was awesome to see it again. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the the films that they uh, the ones that you didn't say that they uh, re-announced are uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yep. Uh. Oh, I'm sorry. Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah but the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, oh, the Marvels. The, the Marvels. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And then they did a little tease for Fantastic Four at the very end with no date for that one. Yes. Oh, yeah, and Captain Marvel 2, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe. that one too. Yeah, Maybe. I guess that one too. <laughs> I'm, I'm being a jerk about it, but you know, it's okay. I don't know. Somebody I heard somebody I was talking to today said that uh, Brie Larson is getting uh, maybe picked up for a Star Wars project, an unnamed oh. Star Wars project. So we'll see what happens there. Oh please no! I mean, <laughs> really? I hadn't heard <laughs> until today. I mean, it could be all uh, yeah, nothing, but. Uh, might be something there, something to look forward to or look out for. Yeah, you know, Brie Larson's a really interesting case when it comes to the MCU because I, I don't, you know, I don't even know where to start. But Brie Larson ha has won awards. Like she's classically trained. She's a really great actress. I think in general she does a really great job. But I don't know what it is about her being in the MCU that Marvel fans just don't really like. I mean, I jest about it and you know, I I you know, I go along with the flow at times, but as an actress, I don't think she's bad. I think the story that she was given wasn't great. I think that how it was portrayed as, you know, this film that was not quote unquote an origin story that was totally an origin story was just mislabeled. So I feel that there were some things that just didn't connect well for the film. I felt that some of it was forced in order to get the character into the MCU very quickly, just so that she could be a part of, um, you know, Endgame and um, 
uh, Infinity War and then Endgame. But she didn't even play a major part in it, which is why I felt that they could have just waited. You know, like, I, I think it was one of the least organic ways of bringing in a character that I've seen in the MCU. So I don't understand it. Obviously, Kevin Feige is the mastermind and he knows why he did it and he's sticking to it. And I'm just going to have to trust him on what he's doing. So, yeah, I joke about it a lot. But, you know, do I like the way it was done? No. But, I mean, I'm not the one making millions of dollars bringing in Captain Marvel into a multi-billion dollar franchise. So, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Feige knows what he's doing. What movie was it that she just kind of showed up and then she did something and then was like, I'm going to leave and go to another planet now. Bye. Uh, all of them. Infinity. All of them? That's all of them. That's, okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here. Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm going to hang out on the moon or whatever. Again, I'm just being a jerk about it. Um, no, there's one in particular that I know that you're talking about. Um, she was... Damn it, I... I Everything's such a blur for me now for her. Um, I it must. I think it's one. It's got to be one of the Avenger movies, right? It is one of the Avenger movies. Okay, it's one of the. Um, it's either Endgame or. or uh, it is Endgame. Is it Endgame? It is because she, like, she does right say that in the beginning. beginning. Yeah, she, yeah. She okay. says in the beginning, and then she disappears <laughs> while we see everybody else. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And, yeah. and that was the thing, right? That you know, here's, I don't know. Looking at where the MCU is going now. I, again, I, I, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of Kevin Feige because if I can do that, yeah. I'll make us billions of dollars as well. But oh, well. I think looking at how things are structured, Carol Danvers was, was we were told that she was this omnipotent being that could take down Thanos faster than Tony Stark could snap his fingers, right? But the problem is that if you wanted to sell the Scarlet Witch as a character that could do the same with chaos magic, you couldn't let Carol do that. You had hmm. to um, you had to give her some weaknesses and you had to take her out of the story so that she plays a bigger role in phase four. And I guess that's that. exactly where yeah, you know, and with Scarlet Witch, she never got her day in the sun. Like we never saw her powers fully develop. And at first, I was pissed. But then, watching WandaVision, you know exactly why they did that. Because they gave her her own story arc. And it was one of the best ways of storytelling that we've seen Marvel ever do. So again, there's a rhyme and reason for everything. I'm always going to call it an origin story. Fight me on it. I don't care. But I understand why they did it, and I get it, and I love it, and I'm hook, line, and sinker. I'm always going to be a fan because everything is awesome when it comes to it, and that's not even Lego related, but <laughs> everything is awesome. It's like there's some master plan or something for all this. You would think so, right? Like like a plan that comes in phases for some reason. <laughs> uh, what are you guys most looking forward to in phase four? For me, just uh, looking at that, what they just released – it's it's funny because if you would have asked me, this is why I love Marvel, but if you would have asked me two months ago, I would have probably said it's between Thor, Love, and Thunder and Guardians of the Galaxy because that's what I know. No offense to Black Widow. That's going to look like a cool backstory, but now it's kind of like, oh, man, it's a little harder to watch because we know now. Yeah. Um, and everyone's Spider-Man fans. I love Spider-Man too, but, but, as, but those would be the two for me. What's interesting though now – after watching that, Black Panther is a definite one for me. Wakanda Forever, the title, watching that little clip uh, that they did put in there, it just, I think there's going to be a lot more to it. And I hate, it's not the reason for, you know, the passing of, forgive me, I forget, I forgot his name. I'll throw Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. It's not for that. It's the story, like what we just saw in that trailer about, how we're all this is like trying to come together to support each other like wakanda's main line is this like support beam of each other in this you know area that they've protected and for how that's going to be told in this series now there's got to be there's going to be something in that movie i'm just i don't want to build it up too high to, to what it should be 
But I just feel like that one's going to have a lot more, just like the first Black Panther did. It had so much that I didn't anticipate, and now I'm, like, expecting more from it. And just a side note on this, I feel like there's a little bit more Marvel's trying to tell people when I watched it the second time. And then I did watch it a fourth and fifth time. But <laughs> when I watched it the second time after Melissa sent it to me, I think I maybe all y'all got the same vibe. But I feel like there's more to this than just giving people excitement about the movies. I really think after what has all happened, they want to let you know that a part of them telling these stories is you going to the movies. Because that's the main key of them making these stories. They showed that... That that you know that showed that clip from I remember it distinctly watching that scene from Endgame because side note that was the first time I thanks for everyone not blowing that to me but I watched that way late into June I still remember the day I watched it I watched it and then I went to meet up with Hazen and Melissa to go to the park and I remember Hazen I just told him oh it's the first time I watched it and he just goes. I know you need one of these. And he just hugged me. <laughs> and that's one of those moments. Like that's what came back to my head watching that clip. Uh, but I think they're trying to give people, you know, there's a lot of things going on and you got to feel comfortable with vaccinations. We see that things are starting to come through, but they're telling people like, it's great having these movies on Disney plus to buy, but don't forget like part of the movie theater experience. Once it's safe yeah. again, you should try and do it again because yeah, it's it's worth it that it, that's what keeps these stories being told i feel like that might have been a part of it too sorry to jump over that but yeah no i think you make a really valid point <laughs> uh i i got mm -hmm. that feeling as well uh, after the third time watching it uh because i mean they clearly say it you know a couple of times but even in stan lee's narrative you hear him talking about being together and being with friends and you know being united and like I said, it it made me feel it, it made me miss those times, like just thinking about all the podcasters day at the movies, things that we used to do and getting together mm -hmm. for bowling with with podcast listeners and the FGP squad. And I miss that stuff, you know, being able to do that. Yeah. And it's a world that I think we're going to be able to safely live in sometime soon. I think there's uh, a combination of people that either still can't haven't been vaccinated and those that uh, are just afraid to go into the world again because of whatever reason and no matter where you stand it's okay you know you're going to reintroduce yourself into the world and what whenever and however that you feel comfortable this last year re rewired all of us you know and some worse than others but don't be ashamed of it. Don't be sad about it. Just live your life. You know when, you're, when you'll be ready. And when you are, enjoy it. Because we'll be able to do it together again. And you're right, Larry. That's exactly what I think they're trying to, trying to tell us here. And on top of that, the fact that they didn't say, like, Black Widow, May 2021. You know, the fact that they gave it till July. I think is also right. a really great way to space it out and start putting people at ease because here in Southern California, uh, Disneyland is one of the biggest reopenings that we've had over the last year, obviously. We're also reaching this really great time where uh, there's a lot of people vaccinated. The emergency rooms aren't as filled as they were before. Cases are going down on a daily basis. I think we're on the brink of hitting the yellow tier, which is still mm -hmm. fairly restrictive, but it's way better than we were six months ago. Even hell, even a month or two ago, you know, right. so yeah, everything is looking up as long as we continue to follow guidelines. And as long as we're, con we're continuing to be responsible, not just for ourselves, but for everyone else that's involved, for the people that have been out of a job for a year you know, for the people that have suffered losses over the last year, for the people that have been afraid to live their life, whoever, no matter where you are, as long as we continue to be responsible, we will be in a world where we are familiar once again. It may take a month. It may take six. It might take a year. But the light is at the end of the tunnel now. We're clearly seeing that as things begin to reopen up. And I, for one, can't wait till I can safely say, hey, Let's have a Podcateers Day at the movies again. Let's all go watch 
this film. Perfectly said. To bring yeah. light on that moment. That, that's it. Everyone always makes a joke. Oh, everything got messed up when Tony Stark died. And now we see a Marvel trailer. And we're like, the world is coming back together. I know. Yeah. It's healing. It's so crazy. Well, if you haven't had an opportunity to see it, I will put the trailer uh, or this sneak peek that Marvel posted in the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 359 if you'd like to check it out. And there was a couple of TikToks that we wanted to share. We'll try to share the one of the building, obviously, in Toontown. And then we'll try to share uh, a couple of videos that we found of the opening of Disneyland when they first opened those gates. Because talk about that emotion when you were talking about the portal scene in Endgame. You know, you see the crowd cheering. That's what I imagine the crowd was on the Esplanade that day. It's like... Disneyland forever! And then just running in. <laughs> this one person, Mickey, at the front of the line. It's like, cast members, assemble. <laughs> that would have been a good parody. On your I mean, everyone was doing the first time in forever talking about social media. That would have been a good parody. There you Come go. Social on. media minds, Disney, hire us. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying. Talk about another emotional moment. I, I saw that in the video, and I, I first thought of you, Larry. Just watching Cap catch uh, capture Mjolnir, and then just like yeah. whispering the assemble. I was like, ah, oh, Larry just got the tingles watching that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So many fills. It just hit me all over. And then watching other people's reaction because when I went, it was it was late June ish. For it, to see that reaction was like, wow. Yeah, it hit at me all in the right spaces. It just amazing. Nice work. And well, not to cut it off, Melissa. What are, which one are is it for you on there? The list. The movie for sure. Uh, Shang-Chi and um, Wakanda Forever, of course. We just saw Black Panther again. I'm like, "Uh, yes, yeah, it's just a beautiful film. And um, Doctor Strange, yeah, so much fun. (laughs) I need to learn more about the I'm not too much into horror movies, it's supposed to be a horror movie, but I'm gonna uh. Go to it anyway. That one's the one I'm excited for, too, is even though I'm probably going to be scared and hiding behind my hands the whole movie. <laughs> but also, um, yeah, Love and Thunder. I love uh, oh, yeah. Taika Waititi's hilarious. And yes. So I can't wait yeah. to see what they do That's with that. So and then the Ant-Man movie as well, you know, with Paul Rudd and hopefully, um, oh, I can't remember his buddy in that, but hopefully he has some great lines in there. Oh, yes. oh Yeah. Uh, Luis, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yes, who I'm talking guy. about. <laughs> Everybody knows his name's just Luis. I that's it. It's like Michael Pena. Pena is the that's actor's it. name. All right, well, he didn't have a last name. The point is that yes, they're all fantastic. We love them all. Uh, you're right about Love and Thunder. Ragnarok is possibly the best Thor in the entire series, and if he can yes. top it in Love and Thunder, <laughs> I'm so game for that. So, mm-hmm. but I'm excited for Fantastic Four as well. You know, they've been talking yeah. about bringing in the Fantastic Four for so long, and I think John Krasinski is going to be Mr. Fantastic. That's going to be yeah. a, a really fun pairing. I think he does. Is that official? Because I they keep like teasing people with all these different things. I know, and I, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of crossing my fingers that it really does turn out to be him because I kind of like yeah, him as an actor. Here. So I think he'll do a really good job in the role. I enjoyed the jack ryan series way more than i thought i was going to and he was fantastic in that so that's on amazon right yeah so that series alone makes me think that he's gonna be able to pull off a reed richards really well in the mcu so anyway i think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode if you have any thoughts on any of the things that we talked about uh Again, feel free to join the conversation over on Discord. Join us on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, The links to a couple of these things will be in the blog post for this episode. If you want to check out the Adidas that we were talking about, I'll put some pictures and the link in the blog post as well. Uh, Oh, congratulations to the People Mover before we end. It is official. I know last week we were like, oh, who's going to win? Congratulations, insert attraction. But now we know officially Mm -hmm. the People Mover has become the dominant attraction and the 2021 March Mayhem in April champion of the world. 
at least in our world. Called it. Your vote counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any surprises outside of that? Did you think any anybody was going to advance and didn't or anything not go your way other than the mine train through nature's wonderland and the rainbow caverns not winning, said Hazen <laughs> disappointedly? I was mad that Country Bears didn't make it farther than it did. Right. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's fell yeah. hard. It Captain was a, Neo went special... like all the way. Yeah, I mean, I guess we do have. There's another Country Bears around still, but still, I love the Country Bears. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah where they I were did. too located. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there was several instances where I think we can run a parallel to Walt Disney World, but I kept having to remind myself these are Disneyland extinct attractions, and yeah. even uh, you know. Yeah, we can definitely ride the people mover at Disney World, but is it Disneyland's people mover? No. Nope. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so, no way. Anyhow, uh, thank you to everybody that had an opportunity to vote. It's been the biggest March mayhem that we've had. We are looking forward to next year. I'm thinking next year, I mean, I'm just throwing the idea out there, but we can brainstorm it to see what we want to do. But maybe favorite Disney tune? Ooh. We'll start putting some of the most popular songs up against each other and see who, who brings it out. Or we can do movie scores. Heck, we could do March Mayhem Ooh. and then we can do March Mayhem in April and do a songs and scores back to back. And then I'm going to do my own of DCA Extinct Attraction just so uh, Superstar Limo can make it all the way to the top because I know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Everybody loves Superstar Limo. <laughs> It's I never the, got to it's write a it. shame. A shame. It's not around anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what everybody says. Everybody laments. Everybody, everybody says, not being around anymore. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sucks. that's gonna wrap it up. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. I can't believe we're wrapping up on Superstar. <laughs> 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 That's all this is about. <laughs> the end. <laughs>